0: Many of the people that are taking these extremely cruel positions in terms of public policy also are quick to invoke the name of Jesus Christ. And as somebody who is a a self-identified Christian and has been for for 50 years, uh, I find that patently
1: offensive, just patently offensive. Welcome in. Another fine episode of Alabama Politics this week. I am Josh Moon, and
0: that is... David Person, man. What's going on?
1: Oh, you know, uh, another day in paradise, a, uh, a snowy, uh, frozen, tundra-like paradise uh, here today. Um, yeah. I don't know. You're, you're over in Huntsville. Yeah. Um, is that North Huntsville? North Huntsville. North yep. Huntsville. Mm-hmm. So, I, I mean, what, what was it like where you live?
0: Uh I had uh we had snow accumulation. Um uh, it uh it's last night, uh before, you know, this is we're recording this on Thursday afternoon, so mm-hmm. Wednesday night. Uh I looked outside at about eight o'clock, stunned yeah. to see about two to three inches of snow in my backyard and uh and on my front street was completely covered, my front yard, everything. So, um, you know, now, now that we are, you know, into Thursday afternoon, uh, recording this podcast, um, I've looked outside and my street is completely clear. It's still on Mm. my lawn, snow is still on my lawn and, and, and on some of the rooftops around and everything, but the street is clear. What's it like where you are and where, where are you in Madison? Right.
1: Well, I'm in the city of Madison, but somehow okay. I am in the county of Limestone. <laughs> so, uh, uh, yeah, so I'm closer to Athens than I am Huntsville. In, in our neighborhood, we had uh, probably about six inches of snow. Um, but before, I mean, and it came down like crazy. I mean, and it was uh, I looked out, uh, took the took the dogs out for a little while, uh, let them run around. Uh, and there was, there was a a few, a little bit covering the, the concrete, which was another really weird thing about this. It covered the concrete, uh, and the asphalt before it covered the ground in our neighborhood here. So I I assume those were just colder surfaces than the ground was at that point. But anyway, so, uh, roughly an hour later, uh, I opened the front door and I mean, it was yeah, honestly, it's like we, the, the house had been picked up and set somewhere different. Right. Um, I mean, and, and so, you know, we got the, the, the little one out. We have a, a almost three year old, she'll be three years old next, uh, next month. And so she, we got her out, the neighbors were out and, uh, you know, they ran around and, uh, played and, uh, she, she ran and was so excited and was, had, was having so much fun. She eventually got to the point where she was just crying. Uh, she was just uh, she she was so overwhelmed with emotion and everything else. I think that she just uh couldn't couldn't handle it. But it was it was really a lot of fun. We uh we we messed around in it for a, for a long time, and there's still uh our everything's still covered here. We probably still have two or three inches on the ground, and uh the the street is still uh, a slushy mess. And so it's uh it's interesting. Yeah, it's uh you know doesn't happen often in this this part. So uh, no. you know enjoy it but- while you can.
0: Yeah, definitely. I feel for our friends in, uh, Texas and I know we're, we're going to be talking about, uh, that, uh, is part of our right wing note of the week as we (laughs) wrap things up, but I just feel for our friends in Texas. Uh, Mm -hmm. my, my thoughts and prayers and concerns go out to, I've got loved ones there in Houston and Dallas and, uh, and I've talked to, I've touched base with some of those folks and, uh, you know, they are they are really going through it. Mm-hmm. They're really That's tough,
1: man. I mean, it's yeah. a well, it's listen, this is what Republican leadership gets you. I mean, it really is. I mean, we we can talk. We'll talk about that more when we talk about Mr. Cruz. But it's a it, this is I mean, to me, it's a it's a perfect example of the failures of, uh, of of Republican policy. And you see it over and over and over again, especially in crisis. And when people need the services that we pay for. Uh, through our taxes, uh, when we need those services the most, we realize that all of the BS and all of the little talking points about deregulation and privatization and the the free markets and all that, all of that is an utter failure in the in the times of, of real crisis, um, and so it's you know it's it's just another example of that. I mean, you see it over and over and over again through the pandemic, through you know whatever uh, whatever hurricane comes along. It's always the same. It's always the same. So,
0: well, it, uh, it's this sort of twisted logic, right, Josh? That we don't want government in our lives until until we're in trouble. Then we want government in our
1: lives. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It's a uh, it, it's it's so it's it's nuts. And I mean, and it, it really, I tell you that that attitude is uh, the, or the twisted logic and kind of hypocrisy of things kind of gets us into uh, what we were going to open up with today, which is a bill by Wes Allen, son of. Uh, known panderer uh, Gerald Allen, um, who uh, who has consistently just has one stupid bill after another, and that's what he's known for is just you know putting up stupid legislation, um, and so Wes Allen following firmly in his father's footsteps, uh, with stupid legislation after stupid legislation, uh, his himself, and this one, uh, is is my understanding Wes Allen has never been any sort of a medical doctor. Um, uh, didn't study anything in the medical profession was a claim to fame was, uh, was, he was a walk-on receiver at Alabama during the, uh, Gene Stallings to Bo's years. Um, and then became a probate judge down in Pike County. And, uh, it's, I, am you know, just a nor- another, I know better than you Republican. And, um, and he is, he has a bill up now that went through committee uh that would uh, it, it bans uh any sort of therapy for uh, you know transgender children and um it, and it goes a lot further and a lot deeper than just that you know that label and there were many many uh doctors and and parents and things that spoke at a hearing uh, this last week uh, about this bill and tried desperately to explain to these people uh mainly republicans on this committee why it was that this bill was so harmful and and why it's there Ignorant impressions of what's taking place here are completely misguided, unrealistic, and, and really a fantasy land. I mean, it's a, I described it in a column that I wrote as what they seem to believe is, is that one morning a, a kid wakes up, a 12-year-old wakes up and says... Hey, you know what? I think I'd like to be a girl. And then his liberal parents take him off to the doctor, and by the next week, you know, they've had a sex change operation and uh, are taking pills, and uh, and and he's going to be, you know, a, a female for the rest of his life. And and that's it's it's absurd. It's it's plainly absurd. It's so unrealistic. It it and I really the bill itself is a testament to public republicans being unable completely unable to imagine a life unlike their own situations unlike their own and to have any sort of compassion for people who are going through difficult times or or, or struggling with things that maybe they can't wrap their heads around and they don't even try they don't even try they just say that's wrong and we're going to we're going to we're going to ban this Yeah, I
0: I think what you're saying is right on the money, and I'm going to add to what you're saying this. There's also the hubris of thinking that because I have concluded that I don't want certain things to happen to my children or my family, that I'm therefore going to ensure that all other families uh, don't have the opportunity to uh, make the same choices. Uh, I you know it's an imposition of their values onto other people, and it's also just incons- inconsistent with the whole idea that you know on the one hand conservatives say uh, we don't want government messing in our private lives, mm-hmm. we don't want government interfering with our personal choices,
2: mm-hmm. and
0: yet here we are with government. If if Allen's bill is passed, you know, government, you know, being given the opportunity to intrude into what should be a family decision, mm-hmm. a family decision, parents and their children, uh, their trans children and their medical doctors ought to be the ones making these decisions, not the legislature of Alabama.
1: Yeah, it's, you know, and this is the... The crazy thing to me is, is this, there's almost this unspoken thing here of, uh, of like, this is some, some choice, this irresponsible choice that these people are making because of their stupid beliefs. You know, no, no parent wants this. I mean, you know what I mean? Listen, don't don't take that to mean that these parents are somehow... Uh, less loving or something of their children or less proud of their kids. I'm not saying that at all, but all you want as a parent, okay, is for your kids to be happy and for them to be adjusted and for them to get along. You know, I have a group of friends that they get along with and, and go to school and do well. And yes, you know, it, everybody is pretty much the same. I mean, you know, differences here or there to, to make us unique, but pretty much the same overall goals as a parent is, are those things. And 99 out of 100 of these cases, if not 100 out of 100 of these cases, these parents have watched their kids struggle tremendously with this. And, and 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 they, you know, they know you listen to them talk and they know from an early age that something is is not the way that it should be. And, and and so in many of these cases, it's not really a surprise when right. you get to this point. And it's just, and the doctors, they tried to they tried to explain it to them. And it was just, mm-hmm. it, was, it was just the same stupidity well, as always.
0: Well, you know, and it's not only the parents who realize that something is different. I've listened to uh, children, mm-hmm. transgender children in, in news reports talk about themselves. Mm-hmm. Realizing that they were different, you know, children as young as four and five who are saying to their parents, you know, I don't understand why God made me a boy. God knows I'm a girl. Things Mm -hmm. like that. You know, these children understand that they are different. And Mm -hmm. anybody who has, in my opinion, who's honest and has half a brain, realizes that from their own childhood, even you know those of us, and I'm saying now, I'm talking about those of us who are what what we now call, um, you know, uh, uh, well, what is, I've I've forgotten the term. Now is it cis cis males or something like that? But uh, and forgive me that I'm I'm not always up on all the mm-hmm. nomenclature. But but straight heterosexual males, those of us who've grown up as straight heterosexual males or straight heterosexual females understand that we have grown up with children who were clearly, when they were little, were clearly um, somewhere else on the gender spectrum or the gender identification spectrum mm-hmm. or the sexual orientation spectrum. And and we know this. So this idea that uh, And producer tells me cisgender is correct. The, the idea that, that we are so callous and so dismissive mm-hmm. of the challenges that these children are having. I, I'm going to say this and, and then I'm going to shut up. Uh, I, I remember a conversation, uh, in fact, several conversations, actually, Josh, that I've had through the years with people, not who are trans, but people who are gay. Mm-hmm. And and they would say to me, uh, you know, that as far back as they could remember, as far back as they can remember, this is who they were,
3: mm-hmm.
0: you know. So we we are we are really, you know, this this bill from Allen to me is just a complete denial, a, a disrespectful, just dismissiveness. Mm-hmm. of the reality that a lot of people are facing and like you said it's almost as though if it doesn't happen to them they don't have any sympathy for it and they refuse to try to understand it
1: oh it's it's 100 percent that i mean look at look at the number of republicans who the moment they had a gay child took a different stance on on yeah. gay marriage and, and and bills like that i mean it's 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 I mean, it's really kind of astounding to to think. And, and here's the thing that bothers me most is this: um, you know, everybody is is a little different, you know, on things. And the the differences here that, and the struggles of these kids does not make them bad. It does not make them weird. It doesn't make them you know anything. It doesn't make them less deserving of respect and decency and and having you know to fi- the the feeling of safety uh and and friends and what you're doing here is is denying all of that and and what you're doing is putting kids lives in danger here because they are i mean the, the suicide rate among these children is off the charts That's and right. so all anybody is trying to do is to help them feel okay and and to help them in with with medical uh, means and uh, and with care and with understanding and through you know psychological uh, you know workups and with and working with so, uh, with psychologists, it, it is all in an effort to make them feel better about themselves and to hopefully find a place in the world where they are comfortable. And what in the hell is wrong with that? You know exactly. I mean, really, what are, exactly what what is wrong with that? Why are you so damn it, it, it inspired to go right. out and screw with people who are just trying to do that for their kids? I asked mm-hmm. to God why why are you yeah. that inspired for that and, I mean, just- and
0: the, to oh. to 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 put the th- the parents through that kind of turmoil and the children mm-hmm. and and uh and I said I was going to shut up, but I would be remiss if I didn't bring up the name Nigel Shelby, a uh, beautiful uh young man who killed himself. Here in Huntsville several years ago, because of being bullied mm-hmm. because he was gay, yeah. uh, it's just horrible story, just heartbreaking story, and and there and Nigel Shelby's name became a national rallying cry uh, that I that I hope we can sustain. It may have it may have lost some momentum here, but I hope it can be sustained that people understand that, uh, you know, the, the children who are trying to uh, reconcile their, their gender identity, their sexual orientation, they need love and support. Mm-hmm. They don't need interference from the government. No. You know, they don't need bullying. They don't need teachers or authority figures telling them that they need to try to conform and be who they aren't. They need people who are going to affirm them in being who they are
1: yeah well that's uh I tell you you know i it would be nice in my opinion if we could get to the point where the majority of people um appreciated more the people who are trying their best to help everybody feel okay, you know everybody to to treat each other with respect. Uh, to respect the way people are trying to live their lives, uh, to stay the hell out of people's personal lives. If yes. we would get to, to that point to where those people are appreciated and people like Wes Allen who want to insert themselves for cheap political points uh, and to make a name for himself off the backs of hurting children, because that's what he's doing. He's trying to make a name for himself on the backs of hurting kids. Mm-hmm. All right. Mm-hmm. And he can go to hell. That's I right. mean, really, I mean, get get. I, as far as I'm concerned, I'd never vote for him for anything. And so he ought to be ashamed of what he's doing uh, because he had he's had doctors stand before him and tell him that this is wrong and he's not right. And he doesn't care. He doesn't mm-hmm. care about that at all. And so, you know, that's, that's this is where we are with this. And so it's just it really it really bugs me that so often, I remember I wrote a column about this this week, about the, the cruelty of, of the yep. state. Um, yep. And, and it just, it's a good column too. Yeah. Well, thank you. Thank you. It, I mean, it just, it, it, it bugs me to no end. This, this superiority, this moral superiority uh, stance that we take here so often when, when over and over and over again, we do things that prove that we're one of the cruelest, states in this country, uh led by some of the cruelest people in this country. I mean, just look at the prisons for God's sakes. I mean look at what look at what goes on there. How could you sit there every day, day after day, and hear the absolute horror stories from our prisons and leave no, I mean nobody even cares. They don't even bring it up. You know? Mm-hmm. They don't even talk about it anymore. Uh and it just you have the power to do something there to 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 rectify this situation where people Hundreds of people have died in our prisons. Hundreds. We had we've had drug overdoses out just gone crazy over the last year in our prisons. In the meantime, no visitors are allowed in. So how the hell are the drugs getting in there? You know?
0: Well we know. We know. Yeah, how. of course
1: we know. I mean, yeah. but you have a commissioner who's done nothing. How has that guy still got a job? I don't it, it just all of this it makes it drives me insane to watch them do these things. And,
0: and as you correctly pointed out in your column, many of the people that are taking these extremely cruel positions in terms of public policy also are quick to invoke the name of Jesus Christ. Uh-huh. And as somebody who is a, a self-identified Christian and has been for for fifty years, uh i find that patently offensive just patently offensive you know that that they that they would take these sorts of positions and then try to suggest that the reason they're doing so is because of their christian faith yeah that is patently offensive to me as a oh, Christian.
1: so it's it's, I mean it's it's off the charts terrible and 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 the same thing with the monuments, you know. It's the same the same deal with the monuments. They don't care. It it's a, it's a lack, it's a 100% lack of compassion and care uh to to take a monument that's that is a, I mean Come on. We all know they're offensive, and we know why they're offensive. And anybody who tells you that, that that they don't know why or they can't understand it is either, A, a moron who we shouldn't give a driver's license to, or, <laughs> B, is being disingenuous with it, all right? They're being disingenuous on purpose so they can make this argument that it because it makes them feel a little bit rebellious or it gets them votes in some way, and it gives a name for them. That's the only reasons they're doing it. And it's so... It's, it's, it's really it's horrible at this point that we're still having this conversation. And I wish you know, we should what we should really do here is we should start campaigns against any business moving to this state. That's what we should do, because until that happens, until the folks like Apple, that are, you know, thinking about building electric cars around here and, uh, you know, in and, uh, and other places, until other major corporations stop moving into this place because they know they're going to get tagged uh, and, and brought up by, by, you know, certain groups, um, you know, until that happens, we're not going to get anybody to pay attention because that's all they care about is the money. So all they're ever gonna care about is the money. And so until maybe we could use the money finally to to invoke the morals. That'd be a quite change. It. Yeah. I'm for it. Yeah. yeah. Let's do it. Well, listen, that uh that's my rant. Man, I went on a good rant right there. That was a that was a good rant.
0: Felt good, I, didn't it?
1: Yeah, it did. Felt it good. did feel good. It felt now I, now I know how you felt last week. <laughs> Exactly. Uh, all right, so we're gonna we're gonna uh, transition uh, tremendously here uh, from from this talk here, and we're going to uh, we're gonna go g- full gambling for a couple of segments. Uh, uh, we have uh, uh, some representatives from the uh, from the Port Creek Indians and. Uh, that are going to talk about their role in the in the gaming bill and the negotiations that went on. And then uh, Attorney David Johnson is going to talk about the role of Victory Land and the Birmingham race course and, uh, and the McGregor family in that as well. And so that is uh, uh, coming up, and uh, then we'll come back and wrap this thing up with your right-wing nut of the week and, uh, you know, a little bit of talk about Texas and, and Ted Cruz. So it uh, should be a fun show. Hang with us. Yeah. Welcome back in to Alabama Politics this week, and uh, we are happy uh, to have in with us uh, the CEO of Wind Creek Hospitality Gaming, uh, Mr. Jay Dorris. Also with him is the uh, Executive VP of Business Development and Government Relations, Arthur Mothershed. Uh, Gentlemen, I I really appreciate you coming on. Uh, I I know y'all are (laughs) a little bit busy uh, these days uh, in Alabama and all over the world, so thanks for taking the time. Glad to be here. I, I wanted to. Uh, I guess uh, the easiest way to start off, and uh, for either one of you, uh, is uh, you know the, we we have all seen the the gambling deal that's there, um, and and what is proposed at this point. So I guess what are your thoughts on the bill itself? Uh, I know y'all worked uh, some in negotiating things out behind the scenes uh, for this bill uh and and moving forward and so how do you feel about things going forward from here assuming this has a pretty good chance of passing
2: yeah so uh, we 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 worked some on the bill and uh uh, we do believe that it 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 came out pretty close to what we expected uh as with anything there were some some areas that surprised us a little bit but there's really not much in the bill that we don't think can't get worked out or causes us a great deal of heartburn we're excited that uh, it's something may finally be moving in the state of Alabama after, you know, many, many attempts by us and, and other folks in the state to get something moving.
1: Mm-hmm. This time, I guess a year or a little more than a year ago, we were, we were talking about, uh, you know, possibly a monopoly uh, here in the state for, for uh, the Ports Creek and Wind Creek uh, gaming. Uh what, uh, I guess, what led y'all to this deal? I mean, it seems like you have given up a little, uh, a little bit to make a deal. I mean, I, you're, you're going to make some money. I mean, nobody, you know, that's that's a given, I think. But, I mean, what, what led you to, to take a step back and try to go forward with this
3: deal? What we've been trying wasn't working. And at some point, it made sense to uh, see how we could work with the others to uh, pursue something that might actually get through. Yeah. When you say what what, what
1: wasn't working?
3: We would try. They would try. Nothing was getting through the legislature. I found that a little bit. I mean, we look, we
2: thought – I mean, people refer to it as a monopoly. That's fine. But we thought what we <clears throat> presented last year in the billion-dollar plan was a pretty lucrative, lucrative offer to the state. It didn't get any traction. So, at that point, with that big of an offer and, and it not getting traction, it became apparent that uh, the parties involved – or the, the major players were going to have to get together and try to work something.
1: Yeah, you know, and you know, I don't. I, I hesitate some to to get into the weeds of of, of the gaming issue because it's such a complicated thing. Uh, you know, and and uh, for whatever reason, I've I've spent quite a bit of time trying to learn as much as I can about this. I, I feel like the the guy that uh, learned sabermetrics uh, in baseball, and finally, the, the the one thing that I'm aware of is you know it's useful for a few minutes here, uh, but you know, looking at. Um, the mobile location specifically, I know that, that y'all have a, a, a good amount of interest there. Uh, majority, if I'm not mistaken, in, in the mobile Graham part, right? Um, right. So, but historically, have y'all have resisted uh, doing much there simply because of that more location? And so, is that gonna is that gonna hold true, or do you feel like mobile can can both can be viable?
3: Josh, it's maybe a little bit of a misconception. The uh, the authorities in Mobile County in that area taken a different view on some of the gaming activity that other areas have allowed. Mm -hmm. And we have to be very careful that what we do doesn't jeopardize the gaming licenses we have in other jurisdictions. Right. So uh, it's not that we necessarily uh, not wanted to do more, but we have to recognize what the local uh, sentiment toward doing more is. And uh, so that, that, I would say had more to do with what's happened in the past than uh, concern about Apple.
1: Okay. So you you feel like they they can both, they can both work and be be viable locations uh, there, even though they're pretty close to each other.
3: Yeah. Yeah. I think uh, they can absolutely uh, be uh, complementary to each other. And the, the, the net sum between the both of them will be more than what we just do here in Apple.
1: What the, the location in, in Northeast Alabama. Um, assuming this all works out again, I mean, and I think that's the, the assumption that we're talking here is this all is going to work out, which is a great <laughs> assumption. I, I understand. Uh, but, uh, so the, that, that, location up there, is there any, have you, have you settled on a spot that you'd like to have and, and why the North, why was the Northeast uh, location important to
2: you? So, no, we haven't settled on a particular spot. I mean, there are two counties in the bill mm-hmm. <laughs> or proposed bill. Um, we are entertaining various spots up there, but the, 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 what made it attractive is it's in, it, in the proximity to two major metropolitan areas that aren't in the state of Alabama. So we'd be pulling you know, revenues back into the state of Alabama, and we certainly want to get as close to those as we possibly can, realizing that you know uh, interstates and other major roadways will play, play certainly play a part in that, but. And when we look for locations. I mean, we look for a regional population that will support a lo- that support our properties, and then the fact that we'd be pulling monies in from Tennessee and Georgia makes it all the more attractive. Should make it more attractive to the state of Alabama.
1: You know, there's, um, and I don't know how much y'all want to get into this or, or anything else, but the you know there there are also the the people have already started the pushback. And I think we all knew where the pushback was going to come from uh, on, on some things. And one of the big rumors is, is this is all a scheme. This is all a scheme by the, by the Porch Creek Indians. It's all a, scre- a scheme uh, because now they're going to, we're going to pass this thing and then they're going to buy Birmingham and they're going to buy victory land and they're going to shut down green track uh, because it can't survive. Um, I, and I, I mean, having known, you know, a little bit, about you know the kind of the negotiations that have gone on behind the scenes here, uh, you know I, I find that whole idea a little, quite a bit far fetched. But um, what what do you say to people to to quell that? What, what what would you say to people to to stop that rumor in its tracks?
2: We, as I said earlier, we tried our most lucrative offer to the state that we thought most legislators would look at and say this is great. They said, "Sit down and work with the other operators." So uh, that's what we did, and you know the other operators are involved, and we talked to them. We worked this out. Uh, we came up with something that we thought the tribe could live with. They certainly believe that they can live with that. And you know, as far as rumors about Green Track, I mean, I'm, Green Track's expanded gaming over the last several years. So the notion that one couldn't survive, uh, and actually, you know, put forward a property that's you know, a little bit more resort style or what have you. Uh, it shouldn't even be less.
1: I know, uh, back early on, uh, this one, one, one place that was very, uh, important to y'all was, uh, Birmingham, uh, the Birmingham market. Um, are you, are you disappointed not to 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 go into this with that with Birmingham to give that up, or do you do you see a way to to partner in the future there uh, with with the Birmingham Racecourse and uh, Lewis Benefield who owns that and the, and the McGregor family and uh, those folks? Look, Birmingham's a very important market.
2: Birmingham's up and running. So the impact on our facilities, we've already felt that. As far as you know, other things, partnerships, and we're always looking for or new partnerships, new acquisitions. I mean, if we weren't, I wouldn't have a job. You know, it's what I'm here for. So if the tribe ever stops looking for new opportunities, uh, and certainly not just in Alabama. I mean, you know, I, we, we, we've expanded into uh, Pennsylvania. We have a facility in Nevada. Uh, we're in the Caribbean. So yeah, we're looking in other jurisdictions, you know, outside of the state of Alabama right now. So. Uh, we, we are certainly in acquisition growth.
1: What, um, when when we're talking about these, uh, this, particularly the new facility in, in Northeast, um, what, what type of facility are y'all looking at there? Is it, is it going to be essentially the similar to the one in Atmore, Wetumpka, uh, Montgomery or, or Atmore, Wetumpka, I guess, or, or are we talking about something bigger or what, what are you thinking about doing? I'll
3: take this one. I think that particular site, when you look at the, uh, the market that we'll be appealing to, I think we'll be looking at a lot more hotel rooms at that location than than we have been. Arthur mentioned the uh, the major metropolitan areas. I mean, potentially you can draw out Nashville, Knoxville, Chattanooga, Atlanta. Uh, we'll be wanting to create an experience for people where they can come in and spend a couple nights, two or three nights. Uh, as we get further into it, you know, it could potentially be more than just a casino. or probably should be. Would that be, would it be similar
1: to, to Mobile? Are you looking at something different in Mobile?
3: Mobile is going to be a little bit different. Uh, Mobile is certainly a very, uh, significant population base, but, uh, not the, not the same level that we're looking at in that Northeast corner. Uh, one thing that's exciting about Mobile is the, the location and being right off the interstate. And, uh, not good for the Mississippi Gulf coast, but it's one of the last uh, exits that you've got to drive by if you're trying to get to the Mississippi Gulf coast. So we look forward to that opportunity to make it worth everybody's time to just stop in Mobile, Alabama rather than driving that extra distance to the uh, Mississippi Gulf coast.
1: Yeah. Real shame for those guys. Real
3: shame.
1: Uh, uh, yeah, I know it's uh, terrible. Uh, the, uh, uh, let me ask you this because um, I mean it, uh, and and maybe y'all feel differently than than I'm thinking of this here but it seems as though y'all are kind of taking a, a little bit of a leap of faith here because i know that once the bill passes that's kind of step number 1 to allow this but then there's that other step that's in that bill of the governor can negotiate in good faith to to sit, to put this all in motion essentially um so are y'all comfortable with with where you stand with with the governor's office and that everybody is given I mean given the problems of the past are you comfortable with with where everybody is and 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 that they're going to negotiate with y'all in good faith?
3: Every you know every relationship at some point starts with the leap of faith, but again, uh, what we've what we've proposed attempted in the past uh, it wasn't getting traction as Arthur has said. Uh, this time we we have you know, talk to them, work with the other operators. It's not a big fight amongst all of us. Um, you know, the, the I think the part that you're talking about is the compact negotiation. and Certainly, uh, we we look forward to uh, good faith negotiations with the governor in that regard. But the rest of it, you know, the, the, the casinos at the tracks, our site in the Northeast, uh, you know, that's a little bit different track. That's commercial operation that we think would be good for the state. Um, your your question: uh, Are we taking a leap of faith? We have not gotten anywhere in the past, so if we've got to take a leap of faith to actually move forward, then I guess maybe we are.
2: Right,
1: right. right. Well, well, it's a uh, you know I, I think it's a good uh, it's a good deal, uh, you know. And I, I, I y'all uh, maybe have have not read anything that I've written before, which is fine. You know, my parents don't either, so that's fine. Uh, but uh, I read it's. Your uh, <laughs> right, but I mean it's uh, I I think it's a great deal, and I uh, listen. I've written in the past that I you know I thought we ought to put you know the Porch Creeks in charge of the entire state. So I think that uh, I think we're uh, we're we're moving quickly towards that way. But what I guess if if everything works out the way you want it to work out, what what does this look like five, ten, fifteen, twenty years down the road?
3: At the far end of what you just said, me retired. <laughs> And maybe not that far, but anyway, I think you are. people know the quality that Porch Creek wants its resorts to represent. And and as Arthur said, the opportunity in the Northeast is a chance for us to bring revenue in from other states. Um, It's obviously going to be good for Porch Creek, but it's always been a matter of coupling that with what can we also do for the state. And I think what you'll see in that five, ten, whatever number of period of years years you said are very high quality uh, resort destinations that are very good for Ports Creek and for the state of Alabama. And that partnership has always been important. That's one thing I've always appreciated uh, getting to work for the tribe, that there is that effort to to be mutual. So, uh, I think you'll see some great resorts and uh you'll be able to get away for a couple of days whenever you want to with a couple hour drive so
1: right. It's a is it you know, I've I watched um you know, I was in I was in Montgomery, uh Montgomery Watumka area when when you know they really got it yeah, you know, I really got to start in that area. And I remember it was uh modular like trailers uh for a little while there and um is it do you look around sometimes and think, look, you know, just look what we have become. I mean, does it, is there, I mean, do, do you ever take a step back and think about it? Cause I mean, look, I mean, no criticisms or whatever aside, I mean, it's, it's a remarkable, remarkable transformation for, for the tribe and, and what's, what has been able, not just for the casinos, but for uh, the folks on the reservation themselves and the healthcare and the, and every you know, the housing and everything that goes on there. It's a, I mean, do you ever take a step back and think, I mean, my God, look what we've built here.
2: Well, I certainly do. I mean, so I'm sitting in my office in Atmore, and I grew up probably a quarter mile from here at that. Uh, And I tell people all the time, this used to be a cotton field. I rode my bike through paths to the little corner store, you know, when I was a kid. And back then, certainly back then, and even as as I graduated, went to college and whatnot, and, and we started, you know, the class two bingo machines. And they started generating a little bit of money, in, but we're never in my wildest dreams that I think that would happen. Now in the early 2000s, when we started to really see the, you know, what they could be, uh, then, then yes, we started to say, we had a deal with Harris for uh, since I think 1982. Uh, they were kind of sitting back waiting and saying, no, it's got to be class three game. It's got to be full-fledged game or it's not going to work. And that's one of the reasons we parted ways with them because we uh we, we realized what could be they did not. So that's why we parted ways with them and that's probably in the early two thousands when the light bulb went off. Before and not not in our wildest.
1: Yeah, it's a, well, it's a uh, it is it is a fantastic story. I mean, it really is. I mean, for uh, and and it's uh, it, it's nice. I mean, uh, you go walk around the places and, and tour them, and uh, you know, I've been on the tours in 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 Atmore and in Wetumpka, and uh, been all through the one in Montgomery as well. And I mean, they're just nice places, and uh, you know, and it's just uh, it's transformed, particularly Atmore. I mean, you know, Atmore has been transformed completely there. But listen, guys, I I really appreciate the time uh and and taking up some of your time uh you know with this and, and i wish you all the best and um i hope it i hope it all works out because i'm as you know i'm a big gaming fan so i hope it all works out pretty well sports book
2: part of it josh so <laughs>
1: that's a, you know me i've been telling you that from the beginning if you would just get a sports book in the northeast somewhere i'd be a happy man so i'm all right all right all right, that is uh, Jay Doris and, and Arthur Mothership from uh, Moon Creek Hospitality. Guys, we really appreciate it. And uh, we'll be right back after this. Hey, just wanted to take a second to uh, thank the AFL-CIO uh, for their support of the podcast here about Alabama Politics this week. And really thank them for all that they do for us and for the workers all around uh, Alabama. Uh, the Alabama AFL-CIO, which you can find at alaflcio.com. Again, it's alaflcio.com. Uh, go to their, their website. Uh, they they do great work uh, at helping you organize, uh, teaching you about the benefits of a union, uh, teaching you about how to how to go about filing grievances and everything else that goes with, with being a union member, and especially in this time when COVID-19 is so prevalent and um, you know, a lot of workers are having problems with uh, precautions not necessarily being taken or getting relief uh, that they need because of wage losses and job losses. Go over there to the website, take a look at the reports that are there, take a look at the guidance that they have, uh, utilize some of those uh, some of the fine people that are working at Alabama AFL-CIO. Uh, and, and take advantage of, of what a union can bring. Uh, and that's especially true if you're working in a place that does not necessarily have a union. Uh, I think you can read, uh, read all about that with the, uh, with the folks working at Amazon currently uh, in this state, and you can see the benefits that kind of come along with being a union member. Uh, again, that's A-L-A-F-L-C-I-O dot com. A-L-A-F-L-C-I-O dot com. Welcome back, to Alabama politics. This week, uh, we are happy now to uh, have with us David Johnson, who is a uh, an attorney, a tax attorney, uh, oddly enough, who somehow or another uh, got himself uh, snared in the uh, gaming, <laughs> uh, in the gaming issue back in I, I guess eighty three. and started representing Victory Land uh, and has uh, over the years represented Victory Land and uh, the Birmingham Racecourse and uh, and has been involved in the uh, the ongoing uh gambling I, I you know i always i guess refer to it as a fight but uh, i guess this was more of a of a kinder negotiation uh and that has led to this current bill and uh and david welcome in i appreciate you giving us some time well, thank today.
4: you and i appreciate the invite sure do uh
1: yeah. I, I, you've been in this forever uh and you know and i know um I, I guess about as well as anybody could, uh, you know, the, the history of this gaming and what's going on with Victory Land, the various uh, near misses with gambling legislation over the last 40 years. Uh, how, I, I guess, just uh, if you could talk about this bill here, the, the bill that, that's laid out now uh, before the legislature and, uh, you know, what, what it does and what it would mean for uh, the folks at Victory Land in Birmingham.
4: Well, thank you. And, and again, thank you all for the invitation to, to talk today. Uh, I, I'm real excited about it. Uh, Senator Marsh has, I think, has come up with a great package for the state uh, and and for the uh, Porch Creeks for the tracks. Uh, but it's the, you've got the lottery proposal uh, that would create a state run lottery uh, that would provide college, college scholarships. And then that produces a significant revenue and benefit to our uh, young people that are going to four-year colleges and the uh, under the education side. And then on the other side, uh, they've got uh, covered locations, which are the four racetracks, Birmingham Racecourse, Victory Land, Green Track, Mobile. And then there'd be an additional site uh, for the Porch Creeks up in either DeKalb or Jackson County. But they would be awarded the opportunity to expand gaming from what they're presently doing to uh, uh, casino-style games, uh, and to uh, combine with sports wagering. So that would uh, revitalize uh, these sites and uh, provide a significant uh, funding for a lot of different things, including broadband, rural health, mental health, that Senator Marsh has outlined in the bill. Uh, Under the bill, also, the Porch Creeks would uh, have the opportunity to negotiate a compact with the governor, which would provide additional monies uh, to the state from the Portia Creeks. So it's a it's an exciting package. Uh, uh, I hope it's got legs. I think it's probably the best thing that's I've ever seen come up in the in the legislature. And I credit Senator Marsh and the folks that are working with him for those efforts.
1: You know, uh, having been in this for for so long. Uh, I know you you've seen and experienced uh you know these these sort of things that have come along over the years, and there there have been a couple of them that were that had pretty good shot uh you know there, there were there many many long shot bills uh in there, but there were there were a couple over the years that that had a pretty good shot that would have probably put an end to a lot of what we see today, um you know and and I feel like this one because of the backing it has from from the major players and. Um, and I get kind of the overall change of mindset among Alabama voters, uh, towards gaming, uh, this one probably has the best shot of all of them, in my opinion. And I wanted to get your opinion and see if you kind of felt the same way about this and, and if so, why? And if not, why?
4: Thank you. I, I really think the, uh, Alabama's population has come to the realization that, uh, a lot of money is being lost in this state to other states. I mean, we're surrounded with, with lotteries, Tennessee and Georgia, and with Mississippi casinos, Florida's market, uh, and there are a lot of Alabamians that are going across state lines to, uh, you know, line the coffers for other states with the, with the tax revenue. And I think a lot of people have awakened to that, and I think they realize that our state already has gang-y. uh The porch creeks by federal law under the Indian Gaming Regulatory Act. They have electronic bingo at, at three sites already. Uh, the racetracks have had gaming for years. Uh, Victory Land's been in operation since September of 84. Birmingham has had started, I think, back in 88, but it, it expanded into horse and greyhound Racing and simulcasting. And of course, Green Track been here longer than anybody. I think it was uh, and Mobile, mm-hmm. 71 and 76. So you've got the gaming going on already. And what this does is gives the uh, facilities the opportunity to compete with the out-of-state markets and to provide significant uh, revenues to the state and to be regulated by a state gaming commission. So I, it's got all the right ingredients, it, it really does.
1: Uh, I know dave has got a couple. I wanted to just real quickly before before he he jumps in. Um, there there's been talk. Um of of this uh, plan, or, or I guess really a scheme, I, and and I know where it's coming from. It's coming from uh, the same place it always comes from, you know, the folks that have gaming in these other states that you right. mentioned, uh, particularly Mississippi. Uh, you know, whenever uh, Alabama has tried to expand, whether it be the Porch Creeks or the Tracks, uh, tried to expand their gaming options here for their state, uh, the Mississippi folks dump a ton of money into, uh, into various campaigns uh, and uh, advertising and political campaigns, Uh, and I think that's happening again here now that you see uh, these, these people coming forward uh, and, and claiming that this is going to be a big monopoly for the porch creeks it's all a big scheme uh, once this hits the table uh the the, the track owners, particularly victory land uh, and Lewis Benefield, is going to sell the uh the victory land and the Birmingham racecourse to the porch creeks and they 're going to own a monopoly on that what What do you say to that
4: well first of all it, it it's a distortion of the current truth in the state because under federal law and 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 It's not no aspersions are cast at Porch Creeks because they have the right to do this. But the the Porch Creeks being on trust lands under the IGRA, the Indian Gaming Regulatory Act, uh, have the right to operate electronic bingo, which is what they call a class two game. So technically, they already have a monopoly with uh, some a similar machine. It's not a casino slot machine, but it's a very attractive machine that can compete. Uh, Victory Land at one point had that for several years, and then uh, and Green Crack and Supreme Court decided that their constitutional amendments didn't allow it, which I obviously strongly disagree. That's a whole other subject. But that's that's a bit of a distortion. The Porch Creeks have the current monopoly with electronic bingo machines. This would put the racetracks on an even kill with the Porch Creeks. Uh, I'm not surprised they're trying to come up with anything. It's probably the Choctaw Indians uh, in Mississippi and other casino owners that would be the likely candidates to start rumors. But uh, you know the McGregor family's owned Victory Land since '83. They've owned Birmingham Race Course since '92. Uh, When Milton passed away, he had groomed his son-in-law Lewis Benefield to run these tracks, and he's done an outstanding job. And uh, Mm -hmm. so they they've had opportunities in the past to sell. I've been around with them the whole. Time, and they didn't sell then, and that's not their attitude to sell now, so that that is a rumor uh, and it, that's all it is as an attempt, and I think the rumor is there because they're trying to find some way to criticize this bill, and I think it's difficult for them to do so. It's got a lot of good elements and a huge fiscal note for this state and a tremendous benefit. There's one thing that's not in this bill that is been my vision for years, and it was in a prior legislative effort that should have passed without government intervention, and the stars fell on Alabama plan, and that's the entertainment side of this, which is huge uh, for tourism. Mm -hmm. Uh, Victory Land, the family had on the drawing board uh, an entertainment facility. That's the last phase of construction that was going to be done during the electronic bingo operations before they were shut down um, and the idea was for these different facilities and still is to create entertainment venues concert halls nashville for example is so close if you create a network of entertainment facilities that are top drawer you'll bring top acts to this state and create a huge entertainment business and the spinoff of that's incredible with the restaurants and hotels so That's the part. I grew up with music. My mother's a songwriter and uh, recorded in Nashville. I love music. And that's always been my vision. And that this would create the revenue to expand that entertainment side of this, which the McGregor family is extremely excited about. There's plenty of land to do it at Victory Land. There's plenty of land to do it at Birmingham. So there's a real excitement with this that is not on paper, but it, but will be a reality.
0: Well, you know, David, that last part that you mentioned uh, really resonates with me because of what's happening in Huntsville with uh, the mid-city development and the the effort to infuse North Alabama with more live music and, and, and to see more national acts come through and so forth. So that, that really resonates with me, just the idea that, that perhaps we could even see that culture permeate the state, uh, but but I, I, I really wanted to go back to um, something you you referred to earlier, uh, and of course we can't really have this conversation as it, it's already pretty obvious can't really have this conversation without talking about Milton McGregor, and I'd say twenty five years or so ago I attended a meeting in Huntsville. Uh, as a journalist where Milton McGregor was making a major presentation. And um, and I found it really eye-opening uh, to know to the degree or to learn to the degree that gambling was already a part of Alabama. And so to hear you say now 25 years later or so that there's this sort of awakening. I'm thinking, well, it's always been this way. What you're describing has always been. There's gambling in a variety of forms has always been here. And it just makes me think that, that there's something else that has to be going on that has changed the culture, David, to such a degree that now we have a Republican sponsoring a significant gambling bill. Is there something else that's happening that we're missing here?
4: That's that's an excellent question. I I cannot account for the change in attitude, it, especially with the Republican Party. But uh, I, I don't know if the yeah I don't know if last year's quarantine caused people to uh, reflect on where we are and had more time to reflect on where we are at home and and become more acquainted with issues. That I think that has something to do with it. Um, I I think people are awakening to the fact that, uh, with all these, uh, commercial advertising, both with the casinos and lotteries and so on, I think they're finally realizing, and I think the virus has to do with that too, because people need good paying jobs and these will be good paying jobs. Uh, these will not be low paying jobs. They'll be excellent jobs, uh, in this industry. And uh, I think people are looking for new opportunity. And I think people in Alabama are tired of other states being ahead of us on certain issues. And so I think it's a culmination of all those things that that uh, are driving this, that we want to advance for our education. We wanna advance in our entertainment, tourism industry and create new jobs and revenue for the state. So I think all those components have kind of bubbled up to the top and. Uh, It's been amazing to me what's happened since the quarantine.
0: Hmm. Well, I'll say I I think you're a little bit more optimistic about the people of Alabama than, than I am in terms of a quest or a thirst for change in our standing, because I think if there was a real thirst for that I think we would be voting differently we wouldn't be a red state we'd be a bluer state or at least purplish <laughs> and I see Josh kind of laughing there as I'm saying this but I think it's true <laughs> so let me let me ask you one other question David yeah. uh before uh I kick it back to Josh uh there's going to be I'm sure resistance from some religious entities uh, churches and pastors uh I'm a church going person even though I don't oppose the lottery I don't oppose the existence of casinos and I and I see where it can benefit the state uh but but I imagine there're going to be a lot of people in religious comu- in the religious community who are going to oppose it what what uh, what's the argument what what have you prepared to counteract that argument
4: I don't think you can address the position of some, uh, religious organizations that, that they're opposed to it. Uh, but I do believe, uh, you know, I, I too go to church and very active. Uh, I personally view, uh, certain issues as general moral issues. For example, you shouldn't murder, you shouldn't rob, right? There's certain general moral issues. I think there are moral issues that are personal in nature. Uh such as whether I drink too much, eat too much, gamble too much. I think that's all personal in nature. So I think a lot of people they and I know there are people that'll go across the state lines and buy a lottery ticket and come home and say, well, that's okay to do it because I bought it over in the other state. I'm not sure how to rebut that either. I'm not sure how to rebut that logic. Yeah. But I, I think most people, in spite of that, uh that opposition, which will always combine with, uh, Mississippi to fight. It's an, it's always an interesting, uh, coalition, uh, of, of those that are opposed to what they're doing, but they join in to oppose it here. But I do believe most people now realize that the state's been in the liquor sales business for years. The state's got, uh, electronic gaming at the Indian locations, all this other, it is already here and you know it's not put on every street corner i think that's critical too it's it's selective it's regulated the lottery portion of it's extremely attractive i think it's just got all the ingredients to to overcome those that argument that religious argument uh, i really do i think i realize we're more a republican state but i think with this issue I think that uh, the general population, I really believe if it gets to referendum, I think the general population will be overwhelmingly in favor of it. I think it'll be in the high 70s is my prediction.
1: Yeah, I, I, I agree with that. And, and I don't want to write your, uh, your arguments back, you know, your, your press releases or anything back and forth. But what I always tell people is, is hey, look, we, we already have gaming here. Uh, you know, we, we've got it all over the state. What we don't have is the revenue from ga- the tax revenue from gaming that would help to import, in part offset some of the problems that come from gaming. You know, you can have to, if you expand, the, for example, the mental health care uh, component of this uh, portion of that will address gambling addiction. Uh, so, you know, you, right now we don't have any of that. We have all the gaming in the world that you could want. I mean, I could place a bet on any sporting event I want to from my living room tonight. Uh, but we we don't have any any way to address uh, the addiction portion of that in this state. We all know our issues with mental health here, and we don't have the money to do it, and, and this will provide some revenue for Well, for I'm just going to so, say, Josh, I, mean, I, that's, think, you know, I
0: think the very, Josh and David, I think the very mindset that has people rationalizing that it's okay if they buy a lottery ticket in Mississippi or go gamble in Mississippi, but they can't do it in Alabama. Is the same mindset that's that's twisted into some sort of uh, Jack Lake theology about about gambling, and they I, I I you know I love your optimism. I hope you guys are right, but I just don't believe that seventy percent of Alabamians are going to vote in a referendum to to authorize uh, the expansion of gambling in our state. I hope you're right, but I don't think it's huh. going to
1: happen. Well I I yeah, I'll say this and I I'd like to get your, your your thoughts on it Dave to to wrap up here. Uh I just when we I think this issue has has twisted uh almost 180 uh from where it was before where uh in the you know late 80s, early 90s, mid 90s even, you could pretty much count on a gambling re- uh referendum uh, on a ballot somewhere. Uh, driving anti-gambling people to the polls, where today I think that what you're going to get is a gambling referendum driving pro-gambling people to the polls. Uh, and, And there is now a you know the people who are against it there there's not really a big push back against it you know you you saw a lot of the same thing uh with with the gay marriage issue i think that that thing twisted 180 uh over the course of time uh, and and people's opinions rapidly changed on that issue and, and david i wonder what how how you feel about that
4: well i th- i think the uh i think our younger population uh which is so oriented with you know, information technology and computers and cell phone. I think, I think that growth in that population is going to contribute to success with this bill. And, and because the, uh, the culture, the education of all of that, uh, I think that would help in the, in the referendum. Um, I, I, I just, I, I, I have, I'm very optimistic and I, and I've got to tell you, I'm conservative. I'm not, (laughs) I know. <laughs> I, I have not been optimistic in the past. I, I, I'm uh, optimistic right. that uh, there are there's the Republican Party is 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 in support of this, and that is not that is a major change. Quite frankly, it has not always been the case. So that that has developed optimism, and I think that's going to permeate into the uh, popular vote. I realize it'll be strong opposition from out of state and from some religious organizations and. That's always expected, but I really think the ultimate benefits to this state way outweigh any arguments that can be made, and I think the population, for the most part, will agree with that when it comes time to pull that lever, and I hope they get that chance.
1: Yeah, uh, and I'll say one one other thing that I think made a big change in this is that Supreme Court decision that that opened up sports wagering across the country, um, and, and that has that's really altered I think the viewpoint of a lot of people. You see those things all the time now. You you see the lines and the point spreads. Every network has a gam- gambling show, uh, you know, and the daily fantasy sports as well. I think all of those things combined just kind of help change the uh, the way people a lot of people view it. And you know, and it doesn't hurt any that we're we're broke. No. <laughs> in this state so you know
4: we need, <laughs> no we we need the money that's, need,
1: sure. that's right yeah we need we, we need yeah. a little bit of money hey uh D- david johnson has been with us and, and david we really really appreciate you coming on and uh, and i'm sure we'll be talking again here in the very near future uh, about what all is going on but uh i mean uh i know you've done good work here and uh, we really really appreciate you. Well, thank you, you david
4: time. and josh thank y'all for asking me and uh if I ever can answer any questions, please let me know.
1: All
0: right, thanks for joining us. All best good. wishes, thank you, sir. thank you all.
4: Yeah, best wishes to you. See ya.
1: That uh, was uh, David Johnson, man. He uh, he knows his yeah. uh, his stuff. And I, and again, I
0: I hope he wins. I I hope he's right. I hope you're right. I just I don't have that kind of confidence in the. In, you and your <laughs> I just pessimism. Don't, man. You and the pessimism. I mean, I, it, I, I've just I've uh, been around it too long. I've been in this state for for darn near forty years, and I just or right at 40 years, and I just, the the change that I've, the change that I have seen with people, you know, to be more, uh, you know, I'll say to be more open-minded in their thinking, mm-hmm. I just, I don't see it, I don't see it moving at a pace and with a pattern that would suggest to me that, that, that this is going to happen, but again, I could be wrong, and I hope I am.
2: Well,
1: you know, I, I just, uh, I think, Man, um, I I think you've got the big money players behind this, and there are no bigger than uh, than these folks. And I have always said that if you could get all these guys on the same page at the same time, pushing for the same plan, that you could get everything from gambling to prostitution (laughs) (laughs) legalized (laughs) in this state. But because that's the problem, you're the
0: problem right there. (laughs) The fact that you would bring Uh, the P word into the G word conversation. See. uh, Slippery slope, buddy. (laughs) Slippery slope. (laughs) That's what the preachers are going to be saying.
1: Yeah, well that's uh hey it doesn't matter you know we're uh we're, as long as we get the politicians on board and the, as long as the politicians see the money they're happy uh so that's all that matters that's uh all right hey we we'll slide out of here uh it has been uh good gambling yeah. talk so have yeah. we had uh the porch creek indian uh, uh on with us uh, with, with wind creek gaming uh david Johnson now representing the tracks in this and uh and so that's uh you know where else are you going to get that you know yeah yeah nowhere. nowhere. No uh, You're I mean, not getting that anywhere else. Right? People who know things. People who know things come here. Not necessarily <laughs> us, but people who know things do come here and talk to us. So, all right, we'll be back to wrap this all thing right. up in just a minute. Hey, everybody. Just wanted to remind you, if you would, take a moment and go to your favorite podcast destination and leave us a nice review if you would. Uh, Also, don't forget to rate us if you get a chance. Uh, That would really, really help us out a whole lot here. And, uh, you know, maybe we could earn some money off this thing every now and then. Thanks a lot, guys. Alrighty. Welcome back. Alabama politics this week. I am... Uh, well, hell, y'all know who I am. I'm Josh Moon. I've been here the whole time. Uh, yeah, uh, I mean, you, you that, never David left skipped me. out on me for a, for a portion of this thing. I don't know if y'all well, noticed that.
0: Yeah, <laughs> I did. I, I slid out for just a minute, but I'm back now. I came yeah. back for the David Johnston interview. <laughs>
1: yeah, it, uh, we, we had to uh, you know, as you might imagine, these these are busy people, and so we had to kind of bounce it around a little bit uh, to to make it all work. And so we've we've recorded things on different days and at different times. And uh,
0: hate I missed that. Hate I missed that conversation with. The, the folks from uh, from the tribe. I hate to yeah. miss
1: that. Yeah, that was uh, it was good. Uh, Jay Doris, their CEO. Arthur Mothershed, uh, you know, VP of. Uh, he had like a title of eighteen words uh, there, mm. but uh, important guy. Uh, mm. that's what we'll call we'll call Arthur the important guy. And uh, uh they were they were very good, as with David Johnson and uh and, and hopefully it kind of explained, you know, how this went. And that's I'll say this, it's a it's a really neat story, uh, as as Arthur mentioned at the end of his interview, is a really neat story. Um uh, just where the the porch creeks have come from in in a relatively short period of time uh since they they started with uh, with gaming uh here in the state and just how they've managed to grow it and the things that they've managed to do for for the tribe members on the reservation and um it's a it's a it is it is something pretty neat but you know it's uh, good for them hopefully everything works out i'm i'm a i'm a proponent of the gambling bill this is the gambling bill essentially that I have pushed for. Years, uh, you know this this thing that gets everybody together, uh, worth a ton of money to the state and uh and everybody kind of gets a piece of the pie and it keeps it in uh in the counties in Jefferson, Macon and Green, uh, Immobile Mobile as well, uh, where I feel like we need the jobs and the tax revenue the most. I mean the I've seen firsthand what happened in, in Tuskegee, um, with with revenue from uh, from Victory Land and, mm-hmm. and how that you know lifted. Uh, that town up uh there and and help. I mean, they had a whole new sewer system put in. They had you know new schools built. They had a lot. They had a lot of things that improved when Victory Land was up and running at full speed. Uh, there for about six years or so. Uh, mm-hmm. before they started with all the stupid rage with Bob Riley and you know the illegal acts that that took place there with trying to shut down a, a constitutionally approved uh, uh business. So. You
0: know, uh... well, that's yeah. I mean, there, there are definite benefits in a state uh, that has uh, the low such a low uh, per capita income mm-hmm. uh, as ours does. I mean, yeah. the, you're only going to get so far with tax dollars and such a small population. You're only going to get so far with tax dollars. So, mm-hmm. you know, you've got to you got to be creative. Uh, and I think, again, as we've talked about before and as we talked about with David Johnston, people have been voting for gambling for years with their feet. They have been going to other States to buy lottery tickets and to gamble. Um, And, and I would also assume that people have been uh, you know, that, that some of the braver souls who are not afraid of being seen by their neighbors gambling Mm -hmm. have, have also, you know, helped to uh, sustain victory land and the, the, uh, the porch Creek casinos and so forth. So yeah. You know, it's just time to, like you said, it's time to, to go ahead and make this thing legal, as as we would say uh, in popular culture. Put a ring on it. <laughs> it's time to put a ring on it. You know, let's, uh, let's stop treating gambling like a side piece and, and go on and make her uh, official, make her an hate, honest woman. You yeah, know?
1: yeah, yeah. You don't want, want to have the side chick there. Uh, but uh, it's a, uh, you know, I'll, I'll say at one point, Victory Land was employing 5,000 people uh, hmm. you know, and, and are, are, are in that neighborhood. And it was one of the, you know, one of the biggest employers, not just in that County in Macon County, which has you know, virtually no other, uh, industry other than Tuskegee university. And, uh, you know, so it, it was a huge jobs and money producer there. And, and, uh, the same thing for, for green track. Uh, but, hopefully uh hopefully this will this will push a lot of this stuff to the to the past and we can move forward and I, I mean I think it'll be it'll be great I think we have a, a lot of, of, of jobs and destination locations and uh, nice places to go uh, and you know it'll be something neat for you to you know to, to take your you know your wife or whoever to uh, you know to some of these places and uh, and hang out. I know that you know when they're up and running. I, I that's what we plan to do. You know we're going to go mm-hmm. and, and hang out at, at one of the locations and uh, do a little gambling and uh, especially the sports book. I'll I'll enjoy the hell out of myself with the sports <laughs> book. Uh, but uh, you know that's way it is. All right, um, let's do the right wing note of the week. Yeah, this oh, and then you know what? This is your right wing note of the week. So so you go ahead.
0: Well, yeah, I just I, I thought that. Uh, I thought that in light of the, as we talked about at the top of the show, the unfortunate suffering of the people of Texas, you know, Dallas, Houston, San Antonio, all of the major cities, and I'm sure uh, the bulk of the rural areas have have been grossly affected by the power outages and, you know, coming at this time of extreme cold and heat. I just thought it was great to point out that uh, U.S. Senator Ted Cruz of Texas uh, perfectly timed his family vacation (laughs) to go to Mexico while his constituents are in the throes of this severe challenge.
1: Literally freezing Uh, to death.
0: Literally freezing to death, literally suffering with the power outages and, and everything else, the extreme weather conditions down there and And he has uh, he has the brilliant idea to not postpone his family vacation uh, or even to just to cancel it to take the loss and to try to be there for his constituents. But I guess he's taken the position, ah what what the hell? what can I do? I can't do anything, so I'll just go to Mexico like we planned. Come on, dear, let's go, really?
1: That's what we want from
0: our leaders. That's what we want from our leaders.
1: Look man. That's how, that's how they roll, okay? That's how, that is 100% how they roll. It's the same Ted Cruz that, uh, what, about a year ago was, was criticizing Democrats for, uh, you know, for leaving. Uh, mm-hmm. or over, the, over the last year, criticized them several times for, yep. uh, for leaving and taking trips uh, during the pandemic, you know, and uh, has done this over and over and over again. And
0: um, you know what? And you know what, Josh? He was right? Mm-hmm. He was right. It was a bad look mm-hmm. for, uh, I think it was Mayor Stephen Adler out in uh, California. Uh, no, I'm sorry. It was Mayor Stephen Adler of Austin mm-hmm. uh, that he criticized for taking a trip to Cabo during the pandemic. He was right about that. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, he was right, you know, to, um, you know, to point out that that, that was uh, hypocrisy. Mm-hmm. He was right about that, mm-hmm. you know. So the fact that he would then, the fact that he would then do exactly the same thing.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's uh, well, you know, it's it's my understanding that uh he is currently on a plane back to Texas. <laughs> so, I mean this is Thursday afternoon. So he's had a one day vacation. Uh right. and and the uh the you know the stuff hit the fan and he's turned himself back around and is coming on back. So, you know, which I you know I, I don't think anything saves him at this point from the nah. from the embarrassment of this. And and it shouldn't. I mean it shouldn't how do you how do you do this and get on this plane and take off, but you know the the bigger picture is this: it's you know Texas went on this long campaign. Uh, Texas Republicans specifically mm. went on this long campaign of, "Hey, move your business to Texas. Look at our energy grid here. Look at look at how good we are with. We got the energy that your job needs here because you know you can't rely on that power out in California." Yeah, you know, right. we come here with our <laughs> coal industry, our fossil fuel uh, energy that we've got going on here. Come here and we'll take care of you. Don't worry about it. And right. you know guess what failed? Uh mm. was the, it was the years of deregulation, privatization, uh failure to go in and monitor uh these places to make sure for example uh, their instruments were winterized to the point where they would not freeze up uh, in extreme cold, uh, which is what happened, which, I mean, you you, know, you can talk about windmills all the hell they want to, but uh, windmills isn't the reason why Texas is struggling right now. Uh, the reason they're struggling was because the natural gas lines, they couldn't get any gas out of them because everything froze up, because they didn't mm-hmm. properly winterize the stuff that they had, which would have mm-hmm. happened if they had the government oversight that they should have had. Uh, right. So, you know, right. It's uh, or
0: or I would even say if they had just instituted it, you know, if they had made and I don't know, it, you know, is it possible that Texas could have instituted some sort of uh, governance, uh, some sort of a body that governed it? I mean, I don't know that if 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 if, if they did do that yeah. and it failed, then this even makes the case stronger that you can't states there's certain things that states can't be trusted hmm. to do on their own. That's well, the whole purpose of federal oversight.
1: The, well, uh, the 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 main thing is is you can't you cannot trust Republican led governance. all right. You cannot do it. You can't do it in any crisis ever. It never works. It is all, and, and look, there's a reason why. You know, Republicans used to be a little better at this. They, they did. I, you know, And I'll admit that they were, at, at a point in time, they were much better at this. But so over the last 20 years or so, they have steadily become the party of, op, of opposing things. And that's all mm-hmm. they do. They don't govern. They don't come up with ideas. They don't lead anybody forward. There's no progress to be made under Republican governance. What they have is a system of of opposing things. That's all they do. They go well, in and they knock down things that the other people have set up to help, you know, regulate stuff and make sure that your, right. your instruments don't freeze or to make sure people have a safety net, those sorts of things. That's what they do. They go in and they knock those things down. I think that's especially
0: true in the former states of the Confederacy. Mm-hmm. I think there are examples of Republican governors in the South and in the West who have been a lot more—I'm sorry—in the north and in the west, who have been a lot more accountable and responsible. Mm-hmm. Uh, the governor of Maryland is a Republican, and I've kind of followed what he does. He seems to be pretty, pretty uh, responsible. I'm not yeah. saying that I would agree with him on most of his political positions. I don't know, yeah. but uh, but he seems to be a sensible Republican. You know, uh, California accepting Ronald Reagan. California has had some, uh, at least one moderate, you know, Republican mm-hmm. governor. Schwarzenegger was pretty moderate.
1: Well, I mean, even Reagan know. was was pretty moderate at that time when he was when he was governor of California. I mean, he come from well, you know, he was head of the of the of the labor union for for actors, you know. And well, he was
0: moderate on some things.
1: He yeah, no, no doubt, no doubt, no doubt. No, yeah, now he had yeah. listen here, here's the thing. Okay, Reagan was. A piece of clay that they could mold. He was a guy that could go out and stand in front of the camera and say Republican things to a Republican audience, and 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 say basic nonsense that broke complex issues down into basic things, and people would follow behind that. All right, he had a great following. That in the meantime, he had the great fortune of following uh, Jimmy Carter, who had set up an economy there. But while it wasn't great while Jimmy was uh, was president, it did create some savings. That he could use for all of these tax cuts, where it wouldn't show up on his budget, you know. So he had he had some savings there where he could exploit those uh, and run up the deficit. So that's what who Reagan was. right it didn't matter. You know, Reagan was just molded by these other people in, into things, and he just walked out on the stage and said a bunch of nonsense. Well, I think that that that
0: probably is is. Uh... I think there's a lot of truth to that though. I I hold him responsible for you know some of the uh you know some of them uh the McCarthy-like uh positions he took as mm-hmm. I recall while he was uh, prior to even being governor of the state of California and uh, and then while governor uh if I'm not mistaken I believe he took some some uh, fairly um uh, what I would consider to be extreme Positions on uh, some law and order sorts of things, and then of course when he launched his presidency, he he was uh, he had the uh, unmitigated gall in my mind to launch it in Mississippi in the very community where three civil rights workers were brutally uh, killed in nineteen I believe it was nineteen sixty three sixty four somewhere in there. Uh, Mickey Schwerner uh, uh, Andrew uh, Goodman and James Cheney so uh, you know I, I you know he may have been clay but he was a willing piece of clay I don't I don't I don't give him a pass at all Oh
1: I don't give him a pass either now don't get me wrong I'm not oh saying okay that. I'm just okay. saying okay. I'm just saying that the, the man was uh, was nowhere near as uh, right wing and and crazy as what we see today. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, from especially from the Ted Cruz camp. Oh well, I uh, I do agree with that. Yeah, yeah, I, I, mean, I agree it's, with this, that. Yeah. I mean, this guy. I mean, really, uh, <laughs> it's uh, I I just I, you know with Cruz and some of these other people and and what they've what they've done to to government. I don't understand how you continue how people continue to vote for him. Other than this, it's just the team aspect of of things, and they're trying to own the libs by cutting off their own power um and you know, which is working out great for you. Um I you know, at a point you, you should you should elect people that that speak to you, uh, that that you know that have something in common with you, that that talk about policies that affect you and your your people, man. I mean, you know, I mean, it just doesn't, none of these people have that. I mean, you know, the, uh, when you look at the, the Elizabeth Warrens, for example, and look at her, her policies. And I mean, you know, a lot of right-wingers hate her. And, and I'll have a conversation. I said, if I, if I gave you 10 Elizabeth Warren quotes, I guarantee you, you would like every single one of them until you found out who said them. You know, and that's what kills me about the politics now that has led to Republicans uh, doing this. They've divided themselves, you know, using Fox News and, and other right wing media uh, and put people in this bubble. And it's just, you know, it's, it's why right now people believe that uh, there's so many people out there that believe, legitimately believe that the wind turbines being frozen is what's led to this massive power outage in Texas. When wind turbines are powering Alaska and, you know, Russia. Uh, and Antarctica. Yeah, I mean, it's really, it's, it's, uh, it's you know, th- those are the sorts of things that just drive me insane every day. But I know
0: yeah. I-, I feel, a, I feel a rant coming on. No, we I've already ran it.
1: I, one rant a day. That's my limit. One rant, one rant a day. <laughs> That's what my that's what my wife limits me to one random. Oh, does she? <laughs> yeah, that's all I can do. Otherwise, I she makes you outside. do it
0: on, and she only lets you do it on this show, not yeah. around the house. I tell you, that's it.
1: right. Yeah, get that rant out of your system. Everything else, you got to be agreeable on. So, no telling what right. I'll have to watch on TV tonight. Uh, <laughs> well, as long as it's it. not I The Bachelor it. or some some such nonsense.
0: Right, right, right. Yeah. Right.
1: yeah. All right, that's a. Uh, we gotta get out of here. We we've been on long, too long this week, I think. I mean we had the extra interview and normally and, and yeah. only do one, so we had a we had an extra, so we gotta we gotta slide out. And uh, hopefully it's been informative. Uh you know. Hope so. Like I, I said, we so. don't know anything, but we brought people on who did. So that's all you can ask from, from <laughs> us, you know.
0: <laughs> we can bring in the experts now. That's right.
1: That. Uh, yeah, it's a, our, 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 our thanks to, uh, to Arthur Mothershed, Jay Doris, and David Johnston for, uh, for coming on, and, uh, and to AFL-CIO and our other other folks that uh, that make this whole thing turn around here.
0: So. Absolutely. Go you. All union.
1: right, guys. It's, uh, unless you got anything else, David, we're going to slide out.
0: I'm out, man. Peace. See you all.